They're England's biggest selling rock and roll export since the Beatles. They wrote 14 albums, 372 songs, 53 top 40 singles, six of which hit number one. They are none other than Queen, reigning as rock royalty from the mid-70s through the 80s and into today. While legend and lead singer Freddie Mercury died in 1991, members of the band continue to tour with none other than Adam Lambert of American Idol fame on vocals, beautifully blending past and present musical magic. Stick around as the Guild goes Radio Gaga and challenges themselves, once again, to make more metaphorical connections to the world of education on the pop culture playground. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Grounded Learners Guild Summer Pop Culture Playground. Our goal here is to relax a little bit since it's summer, but stay connected to our listenership and engage in activities that are every bit as easy as binging one of your favorite shows or rocking out to some good summer tunes. But we also want to keep one foot in our world of education and learning by drawing some lines to that world and thinking about teams and education and learners. Yep, so our playground experience this summer is six degrees of education we're going to take some time to just draw six connections between a pop culture element and the educational world now our last few episodes have all been based on television so today we're going to switch it up and talk about music and the amazing song stylings of queen and typically we have two specific norms to ground ourselves in keeping us on track today but today we don't need the two there's no spoilers here if you haven't heard the queen <laughs> songs we're going to be talking about in the last what 40 almost they've been that, 50 years it, yeah there, there's really no spoilers that we have to worry about today but our one norm that we will try to stick to today and we've actually been pretty good guys i'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty impressed with uh our succinctness but we're going to keep it to 20 minutes that's our goal we haven't been perfect but i think we've been pretty good So let's see how we do today. This particular guild knows how much musical theater is in my wheelhouse and is a first love of mine. And to be honest, Queen is not that far of a swing when you're talking about musical theater. But for me, the music in itself from the band is an auditory mood enhancer. If I'm having a rough day at work, pop on my Queen playlist and oh my gosh, my mood instantly elevates or changes. Think about Bohemian Rhapsody. We are the champions. I want to break free. That is like a breakup song, but it's the most peppy breakup song on the planet. You don't often have songs like that. You've got some amazing musicians that make up the band, right? You've got the thundering bass of John Deacon and Roger Tyler's drums completely complement Freddie Mercury's clear and amazingly expansive vocal range. His song tracks completely float over the top of the melody in the music, but add in Brian May's awesomely sick guitar skills. It's just phenomenal music and really combines to create amazingly timeless and memorable anthems. So Casey, you're talking about music today and singing, and I just find it so ironic that today, of all the days, your summer allergies are kicking in. They're horrible. (laughs) You want to tell our listeners, especially if they pick up on it, if you're going to have to do any singing today? No, let's hopefully not. I have been living in sinus issue area. If I spend any amount of time outside, my allergies rage into full on anger mode. So if I sound a little bit more nasally and congested today, 
all is well. It's just terrible allergies to make me miserable. But officially, the Benadryl has kicked in. So all right. it should get better, better progressively. Yes. And we got to knock it out better. quick before you get tired. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we promised to do that anyway. So off and running. So it's interesting, Casey, that you mentioned all of the skill work of all of the members of Queen. I kind of want to talk about the band themselves as our first degree. So let's draw a connection here between Queen and the world of learning. What would you say? Well, we've talked about it on this podcast before. Grounded Learners Guild for us, we defined this particular program as discussing the work of a highly functioning team. And that's what you get with all of those musicians in Queen. Each member of that group could write, sing, and produce music. Like you look up the top 10 hits of Queen. Everybody knows Freddie Mercury's name, but he didn't write all of their top hits. It's a complete collaborative effort on the part of that group. And when we talk about one of the number one ways that you can improve learning for students is it's with collective efficacy, sharing what makes exceptional teachers great and everybody learning from each other. And that's what this group did. They were able to showcase their strengths and be exceptional producers and creators of music and share that mastery with the world. We've talked a lot about our dynamic, but when you think of even just the creative process of how we work, whether that has been within our district together or even on projects such as this podcast, what I've noticed about what we do is that from conception to design to development to the refining or the reflection on what we do, we all can do that, but we each have our strengths and our areas for growth, but it just enhances the overall product. And that is what Queen did as well. And that's why they were right. so successful. And I don't want to be so bold as to say we are as amazing as Queen. No, no, man. <laughs> don't jinx us. No kidding. But nonetheless, I just think that you can feel the overall product is better when you find those people and surround yourself with some quality talent. Right. I think another thing I want to point out in this discussion of team dynamics is the team's differentiated coaching nerd. Uh, one thing that stood out to me is just how incredibly extroverted Freddie Mercury would have been and how it's interesting that the other musicians in the group really all played incredibly important roles. So it's interesting that showmanship is what gets that name recognition out there, but that some of the more solid talent in that group outside of Freddie Mercury also was not as out in front, as open, as engaging with audience, even though it was still an incredible show of talent. I think one of the things we'll want to remember here when we think about people in the education world is that you don't necessarily have to be a natural showman or showwoman. You don't really need to have that natural sense of, look at me, let's go, it's all eyes on me, to be bringing something incredibly special and unique to the world of education or to your team. As long as you know your craft, as long mm -hmm. as you are a master of your craft, whether you're a teacher or a musician, you're going to get the recognition, whether it's from your students in the classroom because they're learning and growing or from other people feeling something when you listen to their music. So the next degree, so we're on our second one now, we're going to go to, this is the one you're hearing at all the sports events that we don't go to anymore. Uh, we... <laughs> 
<laughs> we will rock you. We all know it. So connections here. So mine is the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, and it talks about the journey of the group and how all of these things came together. And I thought this scene where they describe how We Will Rock You comes together is really brilliant, because essentially what they do in the scene is that they're they're showing how... Yeah, thank you, Casey. So they just kind of come <laughs> up with it by do by doing that. And really what it turns into is why it's so effective is because you get your audience engaged. Yeah. Not only are you listening to this music, but you feel like you're a part of it and you can put that beat and that rhythm and be almost a musician with them. And so I thought that that was really cool. And when you think about that in education, the more you can get your students engaged, the more that you're thinking about your audience and designing or creating or whatever it might be for your audience, the more effective the overall product that you're creating is going to be. Right, because they take ownership. It's that agency piece. They see the role that they can play and you've clarified it. And it's so accessible. In the movie, when Brian is describing how this is what we want the audience to do, they're already engaging with us in these huge arenas, singing our songs back to us. We want them to be involved and be a key part of the learning. That's what we want from our students, too. We want them to be a part of the learning experience, helping us design success criteria, finding that ownership piece. So absolutely, I agree with you 100%. That's the first thing I thought of too. And going one step further, I think it actually even shows that that ownership of learning leads to that deep internalization. When I mentioned sporting events, when you think of that environment, when you're at a game or you're out somewhere, even if just like you're listening, it's really hard not to do what Casey just did with the table though. Yeah. Like you either stomp, stomp, clap, or you hit, hit, clap. That rhythm, that engagement to do the thing seems so natural because you've internalized that by the way that they made their listeners and their fans involved in that song. Mm -hmm. I think that that is what every teacher wants to go for when they're trying to get students involved in that process is that deeply internalized learning that it comes back to you as easy as clapping your hands. Yep. So while we're talking about some really great and engaging songs, let's move on to The Show Must Go On. Yes, so this is the very last single that was released during Freddie's lifetime. So Freddie Mercury was one of the most high-profile people who was afflicted with HIV and AIDS during the height of the 80s in that epidemic. So he was a face that many people knew about. And so during the latter part of his life, this is when the song was released. It was his last one with the band. And it's really about in light of any hardship or strife or struggle that you're facing, the show must go on. You know, our makeup is flaking. Our It's part of the song lyric, but our smile stays on. No matter what we are going through as teachers, I think, here's the connection. We have to be there to put on that good face to our students for our students because for some students school is the safest place they have the place where they feel the most comfortable and this past year has shown many many teachers how you really have to have that smile on even though things are hard I was going to say this past year especially you saw some rock star teachers that they are just going through so much but yet they show up and their makeup is flaking but their smile is still on for their students it's so true 
it's just amazing. The show does go on. The mm-hmm. teachers are teaching with their masks on, on Zoom, in the classroom with some of their kids there, some of them not. You name it, teachers this year have had to do it, but they're making it through and that show keeps going. And it doesn't have that same sense of finality as it did with Freddie and their performance with Queen. But I think that that message of we are still here to deliver and it's going to be good. I think that educators have made an incredible work out of pandemic teaching with this, and I really hope that that's a message that transcends the moment in time that we're in and everybody is able to remember about this year, I hope, because they really showed up for those kids. And the way districts were able to turn on a dime, thinking about where we were 15 months ago, people had to go from in-person learning to remote learning in a matter of a couple of weeks, if not days. So, yeah, we figure it out. Teachers are exceptional at figuring out ways to make it work. Yep, the show must go on. Nice connection to make it work, too, Casey. <laughs> Bonus I'm points. so far. So All many. Right. I've got more. <laughs> Very nice. I mean, you're the resident queen nerd, so we I got am, that I going am. for you. All right. Well, speaking of that, let's bounce into another track, a crazy little thing called Love. Yeah. So this one, I had a fun connection. So for the longest time. Backstory. I'll get to it. I know I'm watching the time. For the longest time, I thought Crazy Little Thing Called Love was actually an Elvis song. Just because it is typically a song that you hear the Elvis impersonators cover. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way that song was written by Queen. Well, it was. But it was a tribute to Elvis. And you can hear it in the music that makes you associate it instantly with him. And Freddie wrote it in 10 minutes, supposedly, and it was a tribute to him. And as a teacher, I remember my first year, the best advice somebody ever gave me was steal everything you can. (laughs) Take everything you can. Imitation is the best form of flattery. And I think that is perfect advice for any new teachers beginning their first year of teaching this fall. Find someone that does something great and try to imitate it and make it your own. So just like with Crazy Little Thing Called Love. I also drew a mental line to that idea of your professional hall passes too. As we get more connected through social media and through professional learning networks, both in Mm -hmm. education and out, when you can take inspiration from somebody like, wow, this is somebody whose style I would really like to get my head around. Even just that thought experiment of working through somebody else's style or just really getting to know it in and out and how inspiring that can be. That really reminds me of what you're talking about here. Yeah. Going along with what you said, Casey, that as teachers, we are at our best when we are working together and when we are learning and taking inspiration from each other. So why not give credit where credit's due, Yeah. but also say, hey, I'm going to take this and attribute it to you, but also put my own spin on it. I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. And I think it's good practice. Again, if you are giving credit as well to those people that are your hall passes. Yep. So the next one is a interesting little twisty. We've got Under Pressure with Queen featuring David Bowie. Oh, it's like my two loves. You have no so idea. Good. It's so good. Amazing. This might be one of my favorites. <laughs> yes. And actually, like this one, something popped in my head immediately with this one. And it is that idea of the team shakeup. You know, you have to lampshade the fact that they brought in a different artist to get a different dynamic and a different sense of creativity. And I think lyrically, David Bowie wrote most of this song, right? Yeah, it does sound like it. Yet, 
it really changed the sound up that it was Queen and David Bowie working together and their sounds mesh so well. I think of the idea in the education world of what you said, you have your go-tos, your tried and trues, the people that always inspire you and the teams that you always go back to, but just the idea of shaking it up, collaborating with somebody that you've never worked with before, or bringing in a new teacher onto a team can really make things exciting. And this song can speak to some of the positivity of doing that a little bit. For me on this one, I connect it even to the one before it, the flattery when you're imitating people, right? If you think of in, I'm trying to early 90s, I'm probably, I don't even know if I've got my dates right. But when you think of Vanilla Ice and you listen to the beginning (laughs) of his song, it sounds just like that. I was hoping this would come up. Oh, good. Okay. So, but that's what made me think of it is so there is sometimes where, yes, it goes back to that giving credit where credit's due, but it was just a thing. It became a problem because there are people ripping off. It was such a good song. And he's, and still Vanilla Ice is like, no, it's different. It's different. But if you listen to both of those, they are so stinking similar. Didn't Vanilla Ice say he like, I thought Vanilla Ice said he had bought it for a while, but it wasn't true. (laughs) So it's like you said, attributing it, right? Like you can see in the music video for it, Freddie Mercury looks like Elvis. Like he's wearing the black jacket, the pants, the white shirt. So he's trying to attribute it in the best way he can. Whereas the reverse would be the vanilla ice. Oh, no, it's totally my thing. You got to honor where it came from, man. Absolutely. I think that when you think about it, it's like, oh, it's imitation. But the sentiment behind how you're interacting with your muses is very different in those two cases. Mm-hmm. My thought was a uh, rumination on this past year, right? We all felt like we were <laughs> breaking and we were slashed and torn and went through the ringer this year as educators. Our systems had to handle so much and do so much for so many students and families. And the idea of grace, can't we give ourselves just one more chance? Like it's, can we provide ourselves, our students, our families, and the reverse, you know, can families provide us with a little grace when we don't do everything right or we make a mistake? So that was my connection. Grace goes a long way in education or just being a good human. True all around. And actually, I like that one because that's one of the first ones where we've all had a completely different connection Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the world. So that's kind of fun. All right. Last one, one that very near and dear to my heart. Don't stop me now. So this one was just to me flow. Whenever you have a good lesson and you feel like you're just having a good time, having a good like you're just in that moment. There comes the singing. I can't believe it's taken us the sixth degree. There will be more. But it's just when the students are learning, when there's that energy in the room, you're passionate about what you're teaching, like, don't stop me now. (laughs) So good. I had in my notes for this one, two words, flow states. You are (laughs) right in my brain on this one. I just wrote down flow state. And I think it's that idea of I'm having such a good time. They're having so much fun. Like he realizes in the song he's being successful. He's a superstar. He's a rocket. All these great metaphors for hugely successful, but just having so much fun and enjoying that success. I think that that idea of being in that flow state where like you're having so much fun, you can even like kind of fly in the wall, remove yourself out of your body and be like, I am rocking this, but also enjoying it so much that it almost doesn't even matter. You just want to keep it going as long as you can total flow state song. I'll keep it quick and brief since we're running up on our time, but I couldn't agree more. When you bring fun in, it makes learning sticky. And so keep that flow state, keep that fun designed for how do you get people to have that experience as a result of the learning you're designing. 
Hey, hey, hey. All right. So now that brings us to game time, which we will do nice and quick here. One of the songs that we have not talked about yet, but obviously is a huge one when you're talking about Queen, is Bohemian Rhapsody. So what we were going to do was movement by movement in this song. Casey, our resident music person, told us that we have to call them movements. I was like, yes. Chunk of the song is what? But no, (laughs) movements. Movements, Um, because it's operatic. That whole song has this style of like classical music elements. So they're movements. No, you're right. Each phase, each. My high school band teacher would be so disappointed in me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, what movement? If we were to have to spontaneously perform this song, or maybe Wayne's World style lip sync this song, which chunk of the song would we give to each of us? Is this the real? There you go. There's the singing. Is this just fantasy? Caught in. I'm sorry. I can keep going. <laughs> no, you're good. You could. Get, you could. She could. But that's the first movement is the, is this the real life? So that one, we would have who perform that one? Casey. It, it, I would vote myself, too. It feels very theatrical. And that's where Casey is her best. Clearly, she's already singing it. Yep. I feel like it also has a bit of anxiety in it, in the way that it sounds and what it's talking about, its uncertainty, and that kind of drives someone like me. So, yeah, I would put myself <laughs> at that one, too. <laughs> All right. All right. So Casey's got the opener, and then we bring it into that slow jam. Casey, I don't know if you want to sing it or not, but the one with Mama. <laughs> <laughs> So, who's singing about just killing a man? <laughs> I'm going to say Jenny, but not because of the kill the man. But it's, it's <laughs> part of the confession, right? She just has this very calm aura about her. And I could see someone going to her for help when she has this issue. Because that's often what we do as a guild. She is our think partner. So, I would give her that one. The slow break. I was actually yes. going to say just in terms of theatricality that this was the only part with a plot. So, I was going to give it to you. Oh. However. I don't mind that, so we can move through the movements that way. But. Emily will allow it. All right. <laughs> Episode czar will allow it. <laughs> Someone's got to. All right, and then once we bounce through that and the piano picks up and I see a little silhouette of a man's got a moose, got a moose, do the fandango. Okay, so as you know, this one's a weird section because it's got two parts and i actually mentally divide this up as team will not let you go and team <laughs> let him go will not <laughs> let you go let him go will you let him go well how are we gonna do this are there three of us and there are four, four sections songs. well i've actually got an idea i am probably of all of us i would say i am a little bit more change driven so i'm gonna go with let him go okay. i'm gonna say Jenny likes a groove, so we're going to give her Will Not Let Him Go. And you're getting the Thunderbolts and the Beelzebub and all the weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just because. Because I'll be honest, Emily, you got the headbanger section for I me. was going to give Emily the headbanger <laughs> yes! section as well. Like, let that long, curly hair loose yes! and just headbang the head. Let it fly. <laughs> so you think yep. you could stop me? The yeah. No. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Super so much heavy. fun. And clearly, guys, uh, we are way over our 20 minutes. That's yeah. okay. That's Hashtag right. with it. It was way too much fun. <laughs> all right. And that's a wrap for another mini-sode on GLG's summer pop culture playground, Six Degrees of Education. A sincere thank you for joining us on this journey as we continue to advocate for adult learners and aim to contribute to this community with genuine conversations about education, leadership, and topics that matter to you. If you'd like to connect, 
You can find us on our website, thegroundedlearnersguild.com, on Twitter at GroundedLGuild, at C. Veacher, at TechCoachM, and at Jenny Labrie using the hashtag GLGPodChat. Feedback is a powerful tool. Might you consider leaving us a review? It helps us to keep growing, allows us to bring you quality and customized content, and assists in getting this content into others' hands, or better put, ears. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream. Thanks again for joining us, Casey, Emily, and me, Jenny, on this Minnesota of the Grounded Learners Guild. See you at the playground. And even though it's summer, do your best to stay grounded. <laughs>